Hello and welcome to The Query, a podcast where we have a drink and chat with some incredible members of the LGBTQIA community and hear their stories. We are your hosts, Amber and Louise, and today we're interviewing the stunningly amazing, uber-talented Coco Ray. Coco Ray is a local drag queen based in Brisbane who graces the stage at many popular venues around the city. We are so, so excited to introduce you to the strongest woman in showbiz, Coco Ray. Also, before we jump in, please note that this episode does discuss instances of sexual assault and sexual harassment that may be triggering for some listeners. The exact time of these discussions will be provided in the show notes. Okay, you want me to count you in? Yeah, yeah, Ready? Three, two... Hey, hey guys, welcome... You guys suck. Do you want me to do it? <laughs> what am I saying? It's not even on there. Hey everyone, it's me, Coco Ray, and welcome to The Query. That's good, that's good. Here's my guests. <laughs> These two bitches. They can't do their jobs, <laughs> apparently. Um, okay, we have Coco. I'm so excited to have Our you first here. first guest. Where is she? I don't know. Oh, here she is. Here she is. <laughs> in her true form. Yes, in my true in form. True my form. better form, actually. Oh, Could you believe? Your wow. better form. Yeah. Okay. People say, um, when you uh, get out of drag, do you feel insecure? And I say, yeah. Oh, I mean. (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay. (laughs) The honesty is where it's at. The (laughs) the honesty, yes. Um, So, we have a bunch of questions here um, for you. To get people to get to know you. Yeah, to give your perspective on queer entertainment, where you fit into that. I'm keen as a bean. Yay. Yeah. Okay. I think okay. I'll, I'll start. Part. I'm the basic bitch of the group. So I thought, yeah, you, don't know you know, anything. some questions that are like, <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> ma'am. The questions that are, you know, sort of like people would want to know about you that they might not know mm-hmm. and they're interested in. Um, so first things first, what are your pronouns and what names do you go by and when? Um, well, my pronouns are out of drag, he, him, in drag, she, her. Um, sometimes they, them, depending, I don't really mind if, if somebody prefers to say they, them, um, to me, but if I'm in drag and somebody calls me he, him, it's a very quick correction. Um, I usually go by the name Coco Ray while I'm in drag, out of drag, it's Cody Ray. Um, but again, like if I'm out of drag and my friends are like Coco, I usually turn around and answer. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Is that why you chose Coco as your drag name? Because it was so similar to Cody? Um, well, it was actually my nickname. Ah. So my friends always called me Coco. Um, and That's a lucky drag yeah, name. Yeah, you yeah, like yeah. walked into it. I know. Well, pretty much. I actually was, um, I was coming up with heaps of other drag names before I started drag. And I was originally, actually, here we go. I love this. Oh, um, I was going to be Hot Coco to start. And I had this Stop. whole grand idea like of that. having a drag family where it was like the house of like a cafe or so, yeah, some yeah, sort yeah. of business. So <laughs> it was going to be me. It was going to be Hot Coco. Then my best friend was going to be Skinny Flat White. And then another one of my friends was going to be Dirty Chai. Um, and there was something else which was quite funny, but I don't remember it right now. How so does I not later. know any of this? That's I like the inside tea right there. Babe, I cannot be trusted with a microphone. So <laughs> I'm sure if I was, oh you gosh. probably would have heard it. You the know microphone I mean? and alcohol Very is yeah, like the perfect exactly. mix. Very exactly. So yeah. I love that. Um, long story short, my name, like my nickname was always Coco. My friends always call me Coco Ray. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It made more sense when I was like, oh, I'm going to be hot cocoa, hot cocoa. And then all of a sudden I decided to change it and yeah, it feels right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It feels right. It is right. Mm -hmm. 
exactly when it's right, it's yeah right. yeah that's it yep. okay cool love that camp and i always thought as well right mm-hmm. um i always wanted to sound like a famous person which is pure <laughs> delusion i understand no i love it um Maybe but when i was younger i was always like when i'm famous i'm gonna be cody ray and that was the idea right so when i decided to have my drag name as coco ray i was like i feel like i'm like Living related to miley uh-huh. cyrus kind yeah. of thing yeah. Yeah. i didn't even think about that exactly exactly i found out that i'm not um which is a shame <laughs> um, a but the idea is there you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah in spirit yeah. i feel like i mean i know i have done like the like the pet's name in the mm. street and then done like a whole what's your drag name i don't have we one. were talking about that i don't actually have one. our last Episode. Well, you've just explained how to come up with first drag name. So what well, would it be? Well, my first pet's name was Milo mm. and my first street was Cardu. <laughs> so it'd be Milo Cardu, which <laughs> I feel like good. is... <laughs> That's nice. It's a I bit like camp. That. It's a bit camp. It sounds like French or some shit. Have I perhaps practiced a signature for when I need to sign autographs when I'm famous? Yes, I have. You absolutely I have. definitely have. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> am I disappointed? Me absolutely. Seven-year-old no. me in my bedroom like... Signing autographs in my little notepad. Don't lie. You didn't it was do last it when week. you were saying. It yeah, was last exactly. week. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gorge. I oh. love that. I can't believe I didn't know this whole story that there was going to be a cafe. I would like to be a part of it and I would be Milo. Actually, that's a great idea. Yeah. That works it's really happening. Well. All right, it's happening. What can I be? The Go most on. basic. Thing. You've got to be like caramel ice a caramel, caramel ice latte. latte. That's what I drink. Yeah, see, that's what you can actually do. Yeah. Okay. Caramel latte, chai latte. Mm, I feel like it doesn't. Mm. We'll work on it. Dirty chai is fun. You've got to be something yeah, iced. Fun. An ice. Or like yeah. caramel frap or something. <laughs> caramel frap. That's good. Like a really basic drink. Caramel basic frappe. Drink. Yeah. Muggachino. Mm. Muggachino. Like that's a really good one. Baby yeah. chino. Oh. Wait. Baby chino. But that's like baby spice. Yeah, almost. exactly. But you're like Still blonde super a little. Camp. Yeah. little. Yeah. People could not. <laughs> oh, I actually like they baby chino. Cope. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep on it and see how I feel. Yeah. Well, I've decided I'm Milo. Like, yeah, Milo. It suits you. Yeah. Well, Everyone loves it. Looks like I'm gonna have a ginormous drag family. Yeah. You gotta get us in the gig. <laughs> um, <laughs> full of absolutely delicious drinks. Um, <laughs> 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 um Gorge. Okay. Well, I have the next question. It kind of follows Give on from me. the first one. Mm-hmm. When was the first time you did drag? Um, and how did you first get into it? I've got a question for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When you say first time I did drag, does that mean first time I got into drag and stayed at home or first time I left the house and drag? Because they're two very different stories. Oh. Mm. Uh, give us both. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> since you pressed me for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I um, first started, I would say, practicing drag makeup or being interested in doing drag. Um, maybe like... I feel like it was two years ago, but it might actually be three because time with I COVID has been weird. I want to say three because I think Maybe the first three? time I saw you was the August of 2020. Which would have been close to my first time out, out in yeah. drag, yeah. right? It's actually kind of so recent. It is. I, yeah, yeah, it's I fairly recent. You were doing it for like a long time. I mean, does singing in the shower count? I mean, uh, well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it since birth. Also, I'm, <laughs> a dra- I'm a drag queen too. Um, but yeah, no, I pretty much um, maybe three years ago then mm-hmm. um, started uh, diving into drag makeup. It's always something I wanted to do. I had a couple of people like put me into drag um, for like Halloween parties and things yeah, like yeah. that. And always I absolutely the lived the fantasy, the whole shebang. Um, but I always kind of 
um, stop myself from, I suppose, doing it because I didn't know how to do makeup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always felt like if I was going to do drag, I wanted to make sure that um, my drag makeup looked cool or, you know, kind of looked like I knew what I was doing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, So, yeah, I like... Um, started practicing makeup at home um, in the lounge room as they do and I decided to spend every cent I have on just buying more makeup Um, and yeah eventually like slowly but surely I like set all these goals to be like cool work out how to block your brows work out how to do this and Mm -hmm. that and um, before I knew it I kind of had put the whole gig on you know I put a wig on and and you know, worked out how to do, um, you know, the padding and all that sort of bullshit. Where did you learn that from? Like YouTube and or yeah, people just you research. knew? Or? No, just research. Yeah. I mostly just watched YouTube, um, had a look at other queens on Instagram where I liked their makeup mm. and, yeah. and tried elements of that yeah. and lots of failure. But then, you know, held on to nuggets of things and eventually I was able to put together my own image mm. of what I wanted to do kind of thing. And then um, I suppose that leads into me actually going out and drag for the very first time. Um, so by the time I had like kind of accumulated some costumes and had worked out um, how to do my drag makeup in a way that I thought was okay, um, one of my friends, um, Harry, was like um, heavily involved in kind of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. We actually mm-hmm. had a chat um, before I started practicing drag makeup where I was a bit lost in my job. Um, what were you doing? I was oh. I was a PT, PT yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I was just in a gym that um, I wasn't happy there. You know, there were yeah. lots of different things going on and um, Harry and I were good friends. And so we used to always catch up for coffee and he would um, offer me lots of advice, mm. you know. Um, and so, yeah, pretty much um, one day we had this chat where I said, you know, I wanted to get into something more creative and we spoke about drag and he's like, well, why don't you just, you know, tap into it a little bit or come and see some shows. And that's when I started practicing makeup. Right. And then I remember one time he came over, um, and he saw me in full drag and, you know, we laughed, he brought over a ring light and I made this little video for Instagram. Um, and shortly after that, um, we went through the whole lockdown, um, yep. initially way yep. back then. Oh, uh, the 2020. Yep. Cursed. Yep. And then as soon as we came out of that, he messaged me and he was like, babe, um, you know, I think you've spent enough time in the lounge room. Mm-hmm. If you're comfortable, why don't you come along, um, to my drag brunch that I do, mm. um, and just see how you like it. And that's what happened. It was a studio 54 brunch mm-hmm. and I put together this whole look and I put it and pretty much, got dropped off by my best friend Nikki and that was the first time out in drag that's the first time I actually left my apartment um in drag that I'd done wow. myself that's amazing. so yeah it was it was really cool I didn't know. realize how close that was to when we first met yeah crazy. that yeah. was end of August it was my sister's birthday so it was like the 23rd of mm-hmm. August or something with brunch yeah yep. we'd have been no it wouldn't have been even been then because you weren't at that brunch you were away that brunch it was only Lulu and BB and Chalky was there. Yep. I think we met on my birthday at Hey Felicia. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. And you were in your space get up. Yep. yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. So still, that was probably a couple yeah. of months after. Yep. Anyway, so still very new to it all, you know. Yeah. Crazy. So how did you it get all your crazy. costumes and everything when you first started out? Was it just like spending money to like um, do the performance? Because it's often like what yeah, you do like with arts. You have to spend so much money to... It is like that. Make money though, and do you know gigs. What I mean? Yeah, and definitely. You know what? Actually, to an extent, you don't have to spend money. But I think at that time, 
I had so much passion and love for You're drag like yeah. that I was, you know. You I get excited. Exactly. I didn't want to spend money on anything else. But I s- slowly started, like, accumulating things from buying stuff online. I used mm-hmm. to go to op shops and mm-hmm. find oh, unique-looking items. And then, you know find different things in my cupboard and pair them all up to make these new looks yeah, and yeah. most of even looks i still wear today yeah. like one of my looks that i'm known for which is like my barbarella mm-hmm. um vibe costume is literally pieced together by costumes i found in like little cheapo stores oh, and cool. i still wear it and people know me for that look yeah um but that's yeah that's pretty much how i first accumulated it and then i discovered what a seamstress is <laughs> um, M- mandy moves yeah exactly yeah. mandy moves came into the picture mm. and uh, well yeah is that the big she is like seamstress for all the a lot drag of costumes stars yeah she's she's um one of the many seamstress we have in brisbane mm-hmm. um and yeah she does uh Costumes for most of us, the Hemingbird. Yeah, yeah I was going to say shout out to, to the Hemingbird. Um, they are absolutely fantastic. Awesome. So, yeah, they do a lot of drag costumes and, you know, Brisbane isn't huge. Yeah, so it's all quite connected. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of us go and see, um, you know, the Hemingbird for all of our stuff because they always, they always mm-hmm. pull through, girl. Mm-hmm. I love nice. their Instagram. Like, I'm not, uh, I can't say, I have very basic, like, button, can sew a button on, can, like, fix a little hem if I need mm. to. But I, I love looking at, <laughs> I love looking at the Hemingbirds Instagram mm. because the costumes are so extravagant mm. that That's I'm like, how did they conceptualize this from they a drawing it. and mm-hmm. then put it together and make a garment that can do like a reveal or whatever? Like, I, it's crazy. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that is cool. Two so things. Cool. Two things. Tits and ass. That's how. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Can't spell talent without T and A. And A. Should we uh, keep going on? Yeah, go on to the next. Okay. Are there any performers in the industry that inspire you or that you look up to a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There there are lots of different queens. Like, I mean, originally when I first started um, drag, like I looked up to a lot of queens on Instagram um, and especially a lot of Rue girls. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll give some examples. Yeah. Um, Originally, I was really inspired by Alyssa Edwards. Yeah, camp. Um, because I really love her overly camp drag, mm-hmm. and she uh, is a little bit outrageous. So in outrageous. Kind of like everything she does, but I also love that she's so soulful. Like she mm-hmm. has such a big heart. Yep. Well, for me, that's how I felt in um, you know, watching her on television. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um. So you know, I really looked up to that sort of dynamic of somebody that could be so glamorous. But also, you know, when it got to, they could show a little bit of heart and yeah. soul to people. And I think that's so important. Um, queens like um, Alaska Thunderfuck. Again, uh, just completely outrageous. So you're really um, into the outrageous. Like, yeah, just like because it makes me smile. Yeah. And, and I, I think it makes a lot of people smile. I Sorry. think yeah. at the end of the day, like drag, like you just can't take it seriously. Like it is silly. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah. yeah. And having those, like, outrageous performers that just do silly things mm-hmm. is what is entertaining. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as I love someone getting up and doing a ballad or yep. whatever it is, yep. like, a silly drag number is always the most camp. Like, yeah, it's the most fun. It's so heartwarming. Yeah. You know? And when you're uh, willing to, like, take the risk and be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Just, like, do it fully out there. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. For sure. And I think... Um, <laughs> No pun intended. I think it takes a lot of balls for people to be um, like their 100% selves. Yes. And, um, you know, I look up to these people that have so much confidence and they have indirectly helped me find so much confidence Mm -hmm. in myself to be more of myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Um, and yeah, so like aside from like those girls, there are lots of local performers um, that inspire me. I would say um, a lot of the performers I work with um, through the brunch circle, um, our hosts, as well as pretty much all of our guests mm. are people that have inspired me along the way and have offered a lot of wisdom to me and I've taken nuggets of the things they've said and it's definitely helped shape me mm-hmm. um, as a performer and certainly as a professional now. Mm. Um, so yeah, like there's lots of people but in saying that it also changes. Yeah. Like as time's gone on, I found um, people I've had conversations with and new performers that come on the scene and, um, you know, new, new talent that comes on the television, people I find on Instagram. Yeah. All these sorts of people, just you stumble across them and and I find they just influence you in that little way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess I that's like any creative like yeah. environment, like whether you're like a perform, like a, I don't know, singer, dancer, yep. like drag queen, you kind of just take bits from everyone and you have to, otherwise you're never going to grow. Exactly. Like that's the yeah. whole point. You see what other people do and then you go, oh yeah, like I can take something that they've done and change it a little bit as well. Like that's yeah, I was just having human experience. this discussion the other day about how no art is truly original anymore like there's always it's bits and pieces of everything Mm -hmm. and like i mean rupaul says it all the time in drag race about like the wheel don't reinvent the wheel because it's not broken like every every creator whether it's like actual painting art or drag or whatever it is is a inspired by something else to a degree i think correct correct i think people can have their interpretations of things Mm -hmm. um but one way or another we are all influenced by each other, society, exactly. trends, whatever it yeah. may be. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a good thing as yeah, well. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Keeps us growing. Yeah. Definitely. Mostly. Mm. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if we're not growing, we're what? Stagnant. Oh, period. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I'm not in these like inside quotes that are happening. Oh, that neither am I. I'm just going with okay. it. <laughs> it's just. Ah. Me neither. <laughs> I just don't know if these are like little like quotes from. No, 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 we're just... No, this is just chaos. Um, How do you decide what songs you're going to perform and what is your all-time favourite? We did have a bit of conversation about this, about a particular song. But anyways, I'll let you answer the question. Are you sure you want to talk about that? (laughs) (laughs) It is one Um, of my favourite stories, but go ahead. Do you answer however you want? Reminding me of my trauma. You're so welcome. (laughs) You sound like my parents if they were still around. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Anyway, um, <laughs> how do I choose my songs? Um, hmm. To be honest, like it changes. For me now, how I choose my songs is I think about or I try and think about what people would enjoy. Okay. Um, there is a huge element of obviously me doing songs that I enjoy and like and know um but i also like to think about what venues i'm in mm-hmm. and if the crowd are actually going to enjoy to see uh, sorry enjoy seeing that performance you know what i mean mm-hmm. or that song because uh, if i come out and like whip out a song that nobody's heard before um it might be less enjoyable for the people that i'm ultimately there to try and cheer up and for your own energy as well yeah uh, yeah. yeah i was gonna energy. say i think the um having different songs for different venues is super important. Like, I feel like when you go to Fluffy and you're on the stage or, like, you're watching the stage, yep. you're not expecting to see a slow 
ballad yeah. type mm. thing. You want like a party dance mm. energy type thing because it's a club vibe. Yeah, exactly. Whereas there's different, I don't know, different venues where y- you can do a ballad that people are going to mm-hmm. scream and holler for. Yeah, 100%. And there is, you know, there is a huge element of that, especially if you're, you know, lucky enough to perform regularly in venues mm-hmm. like Fluffy or Bunch or, s- or stuff like that. We have to make sure that we're doing uh, what the people want to see. Yeah. In saying that, though, um, I would say there are some songs or some artists that I listen to that are quite popular, like mm-hmm. Queen, um, Dolly Parton, all those sorts of people mm-hmm. um, that I definitely gravitate towards. And I would always, you know, put my hand up to perform songs like that kind yeah. of thing. I was saying my drag show. What? What? No, what, what was the last? Our, our, our drag song that we'd perform to. Perform yep. Mine would be 9 to 5. Oh yeah, camp, 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 camp. For sure, camp. for sure. I absolutely love Gets nine the crowd to five. Going. Yeah. Um, my um, I love performing nine to five at Kath and Kim brunch. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, with yeah. my friend Elderflower, we do like um, Trude and Prue, mm-hmm. um, and we do nine to five, and it's just so silly, and I have so much fun doing it, just because it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And you feel so outside of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's actually quite camp. Yeah. Um, but I'd say like some of my I probably got two favorite favorite numbers, mm-hmm. right? Or favorite performances. Um, one would definitely have to be my, you know, like the True and Prue mm-hmm, uh, for mm-hmm. Kath and Kim brunch. And I always finish that brunch feeling like, holy shit, I had the most fun. That's that for so me is the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. If you're not having fun, what are you doing it? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the point? Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, the other number I do, which actually I've got three. I've changed my oh, mind. for it. Okay. Tell us all. Um, one of my new favorites is Baby I'm Burning by Dolly Parton. Oh, mm-hmm. good song. Um, that song just brings out something in me mm-hmm. where I, again, have the most amount of fun. So I love doing that and I'm sure I'll get over it soon because I've listened to it so many times. <laughs> yeah, always happens. Um, and Don't Stop Me Now by Queen, yes. which I do pretty much every week. Um, but again, it's just because I have the most amount of fun yeah. doing I it. I do like watching you do Queen, though. Yeah. Like, it's not something that I would expect from you, but watching no. it, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to watch. And I don't know, I actually don't know what it is about Queen, but whenever I listen to, I mean, any of their songs, mm-hmm. I just fucking love it. Yeah. I just feel it in my bones. Yeah. yeah. Like, Queen's today, good. the first so song good. I listened to this morning on my way to work at 5.30 in the morning, was um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And nice. I literally was walking down the street trying to hit every one of them like that. Yeah. I was feel just on top of the world. My absolute oats. Yeah. 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 So um, and the contractors on the side of the road, they're just looking at me like, what the <laughs> they're like, fuck oh, what is going on? <laughs> no, they probably loved it. Yeah. Secretly. It was a free show. Yeah. I'm going to imagine that's what it was. Yeah. 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 So we all came along to one of your drag brunch performances and we loved it. Um, what would you say are the differences between drag in the morning and drag at night? Okay, now, um, this is actually very important. Mm-hmm. So, I, you guys can hear me, right? Um, so, the difference between the two is um, during the day, you have to look really good. Um, <gasps> and during the night, well, it doesn't matter. You only have to look kind of good. Exactly. That's a good point. Like the darkness. But yeah. I feel like... It hides everything. Yeah, exactly. like I do that too though where I put on an outfit and I'm like, oh, I don't feel good. And then your friends are like, no, but you will wear a fake tan. It'll be dark. You'll have your makeup on. It'll be fine. And you're like, okay, cool. I can go now. It's all good. Yeah. And all I can say is thank gosh for the darkness. 
I'm, gonna I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'll, I'll see you at like a night performance. Be like flashlight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can test me. Test me, bitch. Right, I will. I will. <laughs> um, no, listen. I would say uh, probably the biggest difference is definitely the crowds you mm-hmm. um, you might attract during the day. Um, aside from like the odd festival or something like that, like if it's um, big gay day yeah. or something like that. Um, generally, like daytime events would be like a brunch and that's going to attract people that might um, be very new mm. to drag. Um, like a lot of the Ascot mums. I'm not talking Ascot about Lulu. Um, but like people that just think it's fun to, you know, go out and see a drag queen, yeah. if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and drag, I suppose, during the night is, um, I mean... A bit more niche? Almost no, like I wouldn't say niche. I would say... It's a bit more hitting its target audience, I think. Exactly. Okay. Drag during the day is usually like tailored to a lot of, you know, bigger events where we're going to attract people that are just coming for like, like you guys said, like a hen's party or, mm-hmm. um, you know, a baby shower or a funeral or yeah. whatever. All of oh, the above. Yeah. Funeral? Do they people um, come? I like have wakes? no idea. Yeah. Something. Not a drag. No. I mean, that's what no. I'd want. <laughs> I would. I would. If people, if I die, I mean, that's go to why a I'm there. Like, yeah. so I'm in the coffin and everyone's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like a lot of those events that are hosted during the day, aside from like the big festivals, etc., um, are usually tailored towards um, a crowd of people that haven't maybe haven't seen much drag, mm-hmm. um, or they've just watched Drag Race, you know, so they want to come and see a particular. Um, you know, a particular structured show where there's just games and yeah, fun little numbers like and this and that. Yeah, they used to like the mainstream idea of drag. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Whereas like um, I, I would find drag at night, you know, you're going to see a whole array of um, different drag performers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the vibe does change. You know, you have lots of queer people coming out to support their friends um, or to see or to go to events where maybe they're trying to raise money um, for, you know, queer causes, yeah, causes all that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it is. I mean, it is a completely different vibe. And who I are the suppose. kind of performers you'd see there that are other than drag queens? You'd see, like, drag kings. What were you saying? Drag kings. Yeah, um, lots, babe. Like, like non-binary yeah, yeah. performers. Like, the whole range of people. Exactly, yeah. Well, yeah. you see, you know, drag queens, drag kings, non-binary performers, burlesque performers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. whole, like, I'm sure I'm missing out on a yeah. lot of different performers. I mean, in Brisbane alone. Incredible, yeah. Like I'm trying to think, like racking my brain for like, even like, yeah, like trans. I feel like we have a big trans mm. community. Oh like yeah, trans performers. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I it'd don't be great if that word. was brought into the mainstream. More yeah, I wish well, it. Like I wish it was. I wish it was. Yeah. Just because I feel like people are missing out, <laughs> where I'm like, mm-hmm. I know of this great thing, mm-hmm. and I see this great thing in my Instagram or like any any kind of like you know content or whatever i consume is this thing and that is like so incredible and i think is so amazing Mm -hmm. that some people just literally have no idea exists and i'm like how are you functioning without knowing that this thing is here what's an example people know oh just like cool like queer culture queer entertainment that isn't drag race because i feel like drag race puts forward such a specific point of view of drag and i that's how i first fell in love with drag was drag race and then I exposed myself to Brisbane drag and I was like, oh my God, this is so much more than I ever thought it was and was exposed to yeah, trans performers, non-binary performers, <coughs> people that were doing things that weren't pageant drag that I feel like is so commonly mm-hmm. presented on Drag Race. Yep. Mm. And I don't know, it's just so different to what is presented on TV 
that I wish people appreciated a bit more. Cool. So leading on from that, um, I guess with like talking about the different crowds that you'd see at each Mm -hmm. event, how do you deal with the stereotype of like straight excited women acting like your best friend or like maybe overstepping boundaries um, that wouldn't be appropriate in any other setting? Um, I think, well, first it's come with practice Mm -hmm. for one. Um, I think especially in like setting – um, like a work setting, if I'm if I'm at brunch or something like that, you got to be careful because you definitely don't want to upset anybody. But mm. if somebody has crossed the boundary, um, the best thing I find is to always approach it with a little bit of humor, but more in a light-hearted way because that's just um, how I like to approach things yeah. anyway. So yeah. I would never turn around and be like, get this and that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, um, you know, sometimes I will turn around and flip it on its head and I'll say, excuse me, ma'am, would you feel comfortable with me squeezing your booty hole? <laughs> I didn't think so. Mm-hmm. Keep your hands to yourself, please, ma'am. Yeah, and the they'll laugh and I'll laugh and then I'll walk away and then they kind of get the picture. Right. But I also think, yes, it, it is important to make sure. Um, okay, two things, right? Some of these people don't know, which is sad how to act appropriately around um, drag performers. They almost uh, look at them like they are not people, I suppose, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You can look at it in one of two ways. Oh, my God, how very dare they? Which, yes, it is rude and it is inappropriate. But you also have the opportunity to uh, talk to people that have never interacted with drag um, performers before about what is appropriate um, because it might be a lesson that they just need to learn. To learn. Yeah, and where else are they going to learn it? You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, is it our is it our job to um basically ask people to respect <laughs> our personal boundaries? Um, no. Um, however, if presented with that, and you have to kind of make sure they know it's inappropriate, you have a choice on yeah. how you want to approach that. Yeah, for me yeah. personally, and I can only speak for myself. I will approach it in a light-hearted mm-hmm. way, but make it quite stern that what they're doing is um, inappropriate. Okay. Yeah. And how would how would you feel if you were, um, you know, touched that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it does. I again will speak for myself. It it is very uncomfortable. Yeah, I bet. I bet yeah. it would be like I know, as a woman going into a straight space, yeah. you get that a lot, where yeah. you're just touched, or I guess like essentially what you were saying is not viewed as a human mm-hmm. and you're grabbed and poked and prodded mm-hmm. without any kind of warning or mm-hmm. anything, um, which is perhaps quite similar to what you experienced just in the opposite, I guess, when you're at work mm. getting that same treatment, which is, I don't know how I would feel in that situation or what I would do to combat that. Like, I think you take it with such grace and like, mm. I don't know, with humor but i don't know that i would be able to do the same thing like i think i would be quite don't touch me like yeah i don't know but also i feel like um you know maybe the experience that women have had in Mm -hmm. particular as well is also like yes it is similar and people should always ask for consent yeah whether they're to lean in for a photo Mm -hmm. or you know not they should definitely not be inappropriate in any way yeah um however like people should ask for consent when they touch you it's the same or thing. close yeah. to you etc um however unfortunately it's a bigger issue in the way of um you know if you're out just having a good time and people yeah. are literally being um seedy yeah it is on some sort of level that 
yeah. is pretty fucked up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Which is a bit unfortunate. But anyway, oh, is what it is. I mean. It isn't. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't what it is. Anymore. It is. Yeah. I think people are getting, some people are getting better at setting boundaries. Yeah. Um, or standing up for themselves in those situations, which again, like. It's such it's a fine line though. Yeah. Like, because I feel like for myself, I'm almost scared or have been in the past scared to stand up for myself because men are violent. Mm. Um, when I like, well, I've been in experiences where men are violent in the cases of like being turned down or like had, um, what's the word of like not reciprocated like feelings? Yeah, yeah, in the case of rejection, they get angry and then they're like, oh, well, you're just like a fat bitch anyway. And you're like, okay, yeah, but like, mm. I don't know. It's, it's such a fine line between like, I'm going to set a boundary. And, like, if I set this boundary, I'm going to be unsafe in this situation. Yeah. It's tricky. I don't know if you've experienced that in going out or... Well, yeah, definitely in going out. Like, even, like, when I first started going out, I was, like, 18, 19. Like, you get it all the time. You get, like, prohibition or something and you just get groped on. Mm -hmm. Like, it's gross to even have to... And I am, like, I guess, like, lucky. And it's not very common that you don't experience, like, a full-on, like, someone really, like, Mm -hmm. you know like assaulting you yeah and i haven't experienced that but like even just like having to like deal with people like being creepy and gropey like it's so yeah it's so fucked up that you even have to set a boundary yeah why do i need to draw a line for you to respect me as a human being in the same having the same experience going out to a club just to have fun with my friends why do i have to set that boundary and you don't yeah mm-hmm. and i guess this relates back to like in like a queer setting, I guess the whole aim is to have like that safe space yeah. of like, you know, you are around people who like, you know, are really open minded and mm-hmm. you feel safe in that area. But then, yeah, if you're working as a drag queen, you want to feel that too. You don't want to feel like, you know, you Absolutely. have to like worry about someone like grabbing at your butt or something. So, yeah. you know, obviously it's not, they're not coming from a harmful place. Like, you know, what a lot of people have experienced, they're probably just, yeah, like what you said, coming from a place of like, they, they think it's funny and yeah. they don't understand. So but it's no yeah. excuse and it's, you know, it's yeah. good that you're putting those boundaries in. But I think that's why it's important to sometimes state to people where even they feel like it's not coming from a harmful place, it is actually, in fact, a harmful, a harmful place. place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is um, so important exactly. that faced with that, and, you know, I hope nobody is ever faced with that in mm-hmm. any setting, um, that you have to set your boundaries um just hope that these people have something to learn from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've yeah. certainly experienced before um, leaning in to give somebody a, um, a cuddle mm. before mm. asking them and um, that even making them feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that for me was, was actually quite a good lesson in being like, you know what, actually, um, especially in a queer space, I find um, I try to, if I don't know the person personally, um, or know their story, I will try and ask, do you mind if I give you a hug? Mm. Yeah. Even in work, actually, yeah. at the gym. Yeah. Um, I guess working in a gym would be massive yeah, for that as yeah, a PT. Yeah. Some of my clients um, might confide in me and I might offer support in the way of like I w- would want to show them that I care. Yeah. And um, every occasion I do say, do, do you mind if I give you a hug? Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's, it's something that I've even learned personally, you mm-hmm. know, and I, th- I think, you know, I've never intended on making you feel uncomfortable. 
but you don't know what people have been through. Yeah. Um, and your way of support could actually be very triggering for somebody yeah, that has absolutely. fucking gone through it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Like, mm. it's just, I don't know, a very hard thing to navigate because it does come from ignorance in some instances, but I guess taking that m- small moment to educate them can help. Make a difference. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. So you were talking about your personal training mm-hmm. just then. So do you find it difficult to transition from your work as a PT to being like a drag queen on stage performing? Is that like a big thing to transition to? Um, I mean, maybe originally. Mm. Um, but funnily enough, I would say originally it was only difficult to transition into that because I wasn't fully um, accepting of who I was as a person, I would say. And mm. I want to explain that a little bit further because yeah. it sounds kind of funky. Mm-hmm. Um but I would say the transition was difficult because I actually found, I thought there was a huge difference between my day job and going in and jumping into drag and going out and performing. Uh, when in fact, after a little while, I discovered me and drag is just me out of drag, just being my most fun version of myself. Mm. So as soon as I kind of discovered that and I was like, you know what, who I am is both these individuals. I'm not different. Yeah. It's just when I put all this costume on, I go out and I automatically just tap into that more fun side of myself. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I would say originally it was it was um, actually quite difficult and I had a hard time going around and people being like, what are you doing this week? And me being like, oh, um, uh, or, or uh, I'm, wor- oh, I'm working mm. at this gig, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, I found it was awkward and I didn't want people to judge me. But then I did have a moment to myself where I was like, wait a second. Like, you're judging yourself. Yeah, why? Yeah. You know, like, you are literally judging yourself here. These people, if anything, if somebody, you know, has a problem with it, you just won't speak to them again. They won't talk to you anymore, which is fine. Yeah. But. That's a very confident way of thinking. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people don't have that way of thinking. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, you still feel like there's, like, the stereotypes and you have to follow them. For sure. And you know what? There absolutely is. Yeah, that they shouldn't There be, absolutely you know? is. But in saying that, every time I've actually been forthcoming, I've been proven wrong, mm. which is actually the best thing. Mm. And, you know, there's little things I've adjusted to purely just to get out of that mindset um, myself because I actually had a problem with the fact of I was concealing the best parts of myself. Yeah. Right. For example, me and drag and my personality and how it comes out in drag mm-hmm. is what I believe to be the best part of myself. Yeah. And those are the parts of myself that I actually love, you yeah. know, because it makes people happy, makes me happy. It's creative, creative all these sorts of form, things, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so there were like little things like, it sounds so stupid, but like um, expressing myself in the way I dress out of drag, expressing myself in having my nails painted, mm-hmm. wearing jewelry were all things I never used to do because I thought it painted a picture of myself because I was judging myself. Yep. Um, so through that transition, I was a bit stubborn with myself and I kind of thought, you know what? Get over yourself because people don't care. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, through that journey, I would say I do not have an issue yeah. with the transition um, at all mm-hmm. because, you know, the people who are around me, especially at the gym, 
will know I'm exactly the same in the gym with my clients as I am in drag. Except when I'm in drag, I walk around and I'm like, oh, a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like I can testify you know? to that. Like yeah. being with you out of drag versus in drag, I don't see a difference. Mm. Besides, you know, maybe a massive wig in a costume. But personality-wise, it's all the same. No. It's all the same. Mm. Coco's a little bit uglier, uh, though. <laughs> I was going to say a little bit... <laughs> uglier? I was going to say a little bit sassier, but... <laughs> Just a tiny bit. Well, that's what the makeup <laughs> and hair will do to you. Yeah. I feel sassy when I do my that's very makeup true. in here. So yeah. if that's you do a whole other level of it, it's you got to. Yeah. It's the vibe. But I think like, I think, and oh God, I can't believe I'm about to say this. <gasps> but there's one thing that RuPaul says, which I really enjoy because I believe in it fully. And she always says to queens, the power you have in drag, you can harness out of drag. Out of drag. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she says that. You've yeah, heard that on yeah, the show. some kind of variation of that. Exactly. And you know what? It is It is actually so true. You can take elements of yourself that might be brought out in other ways, whether it's a day where you go out and, I don't know, you do something for yourself that makes you feel good and you feel that power within yourself. Mm. You can harness that whenever. Yeah. And it's kind of that sort of experience. And I do feel everybody has that within themselves. Mm-hmm. That's you know so what I mean? cool. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that. Oh, my God. He's so inspirational. Watch out. Wowie. <laughs> <laughs> A queer icon, if you will. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> Stop it. Cher could not. <laughs> she could never. <laughs> she could never. <laughs> oh, what was your next one? Um, got a good one there? Um, this is a question I'm actually really excited to ask because I was there for it. I was there for the moment. Um, 2021 queer sister Smackdown. Who is she? Who is she? Who is she? Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what that was and mm-hmm. your experience with it? Oh, I'll tell you all about Please, it. I can't mm. wait. So basically what Queer Sister Smackdown is, is a competition in Brisbane based at um, the Sportsman's Hotel mm-hmm. and it's a amazing 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 competition um put together by chris white and Mm -hmm. everyone at sporties um for pretty much any performer whether you're experienced or very new to the scene to go on there challenge yourself and show people kind of who you are as a performer in a competition setting Mm. all performers Ah uh, yes, yeah, 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 cool. yeah, absolutely every performer, which is what um, Sporties is fabulous for. Yeah, um, it gives everybody in a queer space a stage awesome. to go and start their career or whatever they want to yeah, do. It's you know, it's a lot of exposure. That's really cool. Oh, it's amazing, and you know they give opportunities to everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's amazing. Yeah, awesome. People in Brisbane need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they definitely do. Um, there was, more to that there was, there was that was so, so no, no, it's okay. Um, so it was a little bit about what Quiz Miss, Quiz Mr. Smackdown, <laughs> Queer Sister Smackdown mm. is, which I think you've covered, um, and a little bit about your experience oh with it. Oh, yes. Okay. So my experience, well, um, you know what? It was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. It was, um, very, very stressful, but I pretty much one of my, um, one of my drag sisters, Lulu, mm-hmm. um, like dropped to me that I should think about doing it because she won the year before. And I was like, mm, yeah, okay, I might. So I decided to do it because it was one of my goals last year was to do a competition, mm. um, especially coming from a competition background and what I was doing with the gym stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of competitions yeah, because I know that it gives you a bit of a platform to challenge yourself. And when you're challenged, you usually grow. 
which is good. Look out. <laughs> um, yeah, so pretty much my experience was quite turbulent. Oh, it was um, the most camp thing yeah, ever. Yeah, it was Explain. quite chaotic and turbulent and fun and camp and good. <laughs> um, so what had happened, okay, let me tell you all about Please it. Please do. Was I was in the competition and I was doing just okay and I literally had oh, to do... I don't think that's true. I yeah, think you were look, doing more than just okay. Look, I, was, I was trying to do the most. I think you were doing quite well. Um, and this little thing happened which was quite camp was I was put into dance rounds and for... Mm-hmm. Pretty much to give you context, um, I cannot dance. Neither can I. I can. I try, and I really think the execution's there, I and th- I can pick up some stuff. I yeah. think you do what you can do well. You don't push yourself more exactly. than your ability. One hundred percent. And smart. I was put into dance anthems, and I did the most camp silly number ever. Which and one was that? Um, it was like a mixture of. Was it um, the Destiny's Child? No, 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 that was groups. I did like a combination of Gangnam Style. I remember. um, It was The Catch Up Song and Single Ladies. And um, what's, um, no, that doesn't give anything away. Um, The Harlem Shake. Yes. All mashed into Mm -hmm. one, right? Jeez. And oh God, it was so much fun. And it was so silly. It was very good. But then I had to do a lip sync battle. And long story short, I was really bad. It was a bad lip sync battle. I was not great. And I got booted out of the competition. (gasps) Yeah. But then what had happened was we had a wild card round. Um, mm-hmm. and I came back in and I won that. So wildcard is basically like where all the people that have been eliminated in the competition so far oh, yeah, yeah. come yes, back, yes, yes. Um, get to compete for a spot. So there's one spot back into the competition. Yep. You redeemed so you, yourself. You came back yeah, for that. Yeah, so I came back for... Th- I came back for wildcard and I had this stupidly camp number planned where I was going <laughs> to, I did a duet by myself. It was so good. Um, so what I, was it? I was, what duet? I was half Zac Efron and half oh, Gabriella. Oh, so good. And, um, was it I, um, Breaking Free? It was. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. Nice. And I, nice. I did the duet by myself and we did some lifts, um, just me and my other half, um, <laughs> as we'll call it. Um, and yeah, it was just camp and fun and cool. That was I so good. And then, um, so good. And then I got back into full drag like i i painted the other half of my face back on and and did a lip sync battle so i got back into the competition Mm -hmm. and then was that the hulk no 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 no. sorry then then (laughs) i did semi-final and i did a she hulk number and i won that week Mm -hmm. and then i did uh the grand final and i ended up winning the whole competition (gasps) which was quite fun and, and camp and good um, it was but that competition was by far, it was extremely stressful, but I actually did learn so much about myself yep. and, um, it pushed me like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And I literally did every single, every single round in that competition. There was nobody that had to do, there was literally nobody that had to do meet the Queens team rounds, um, themed round wild card. Um, and then everything from there, finals, semis. Wow. I literally had to do everything. Um, so yeah, I was super proud of myself. That's cool for that. And you know, it was it was also hard. It was a very hard time in my life. I was going through a breakup, which mm. was very very hard. Um, one of my friends passed away towards the end of the competition. But you know what? Um, it was actually quite good because it allowed me to especially at the end of the competition, it gave me like a little bit of extra drive. Yeah. So I can do this. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I didn't, I went into the the final of the competition being like, obviously I want to win this, but it was actually more important to me 
to do something that I was very proud of. Yep. And that's ultimately what I did yeah. in that competition. Yeah. It wasn't a case of walking away with a belt and like flaunting it and being like, hey, everybody, look, I'm a winner. And yes, I did play it up because I thought that was camp and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's what you do mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. However, I stepped away from it learning so much about myself. Yeah. And I was proud, especially proud of myself for getting through that mm-hmm. when there was also so much other shit yeah. going on. It's not just the competition, so much more. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I remember exactly, so. having a conversation with you before the grand final about the number that you did in the grand final. Um, and you told me that it was for you. Mm. You didn't want – that number was picked out so long ago. Mm. Um, and it wasn't for anybody else. It was no, for you. And exactly. I think I've got it recorded on my phone somewhere. But mm. I, watching that performance, I could tell how passionate mm. you were about it. And it mm. was just all of the feeling was there. Like yeah. it was it was a big ballad number just for context. Mm. Um, and it was incredible. Like it was genuinely, I think, one of the best performances you've ever done. Oh, thank you. And it, I don't know, I just like I just felt it. And I felt yeah. that you were in it for yeah. you. Like. Yeah. And that's a thing. And, you know, the funny thing is a lot of people after that, they didn't really think that that number made sense. Yep. Which is fine. It didn't have to make sense to them because there were a couple of people that um, I had told what it was about mm-hmm. to and they understood what it was about. And But, yeah, like you said, more importantly, I actually walked out on that stage to do something completely for, for yourself. myself. Yeah. It yep. was not for anybody. It wasn't for the belt. It wasn't for money. It was nothing yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what I did. So, yeah, it was, it was quite fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And you know what? I, I do love experiences like that. As much as I kind of hate that life sometimes is quite turbulent and challenging and I put myself in positions like that, mm-hmm. I purposefully do it because I know that it's the only thing that really helps me keep on keeping on yeah. in the way of, you know, challenging myself and and growing. And I honestly don't want there to be a time in my life where I'm not, in a situation where I'm like, I fucking hate this. Yeah. What yeah. am I doing this to myself? This is too much. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you just find a version of yourself after that where you're like, mm, okay, that's camp. Yeah. I grew. Yeah. Fun. What's next? What's yeah. That, yeah. Have you gotten a yeah. lot of experiences out of that? Like a lot of things have come up or? Um, I mean, I suppose, well, yes and no. Um, I've been lucky enough to be put into a venue, mm. be mm. put into a circle. Which venue is that? Listeners. Well, pretty much at Drag Brunch yeah. and Hey Felicia, I've been lucky enough to be given the opportunity. Not that, okay, it's a combination of luck, but I also have worked very, very oh, hard. Oh, you absolutely well. have worked so for it. I'm well, yeah, I'm it's the connections, yeah. it's the luck, it's the talent, it's yeah. so many things. Networking, exactly. networking yep. is also work. Like exactly. That. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the thing is, like, I did actually bust my ass to be in that space. So, yes, it, it's, it's a combination off. of that, yeah. yeah. Um. So I would say, yes, like the competition did lead to me, um, I suppose, pe- more people knowing about my drag and, um, you know, it helped me grow my following. Mm-hmm. I've met so many amazing people that ended up coming along to support what I was doing because I love the sort of performance I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time, like I was already lucky enough to be in spaces where, you know, um, maybe people would do SmackDown and a couple of competitions to get recognized to do stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Um. I don't know. I think that's all I've kind of got yeah. to say about it. Sounds like kind of a dicky, um, thing to say. No, I don't Not think so. Yeah, but 
yeah. smashed it and you, you know, you got, you got that belt that and you got that bell. Have you still got, got the belt? Not for long. Is it hanging no, out somewhere? No, I had to, oh, we, is had, it? we had like the longest season because of all the COVID lockdowns and stuff like that. It like dragged on for 27 bazillion years. <laughs> yeah, it went for ages. Um, for so long. Um, but you know what? It's actually okay um, because the belt didn't match any of my decor anyway. Oh, yeah, so true. I was happy to give it <laughs> Yuck. Back. And they're <laughs> going into the new, I think they just announced the lineup for the next Yeah, they've just Smackdown. announced it. And there is a shit ton of drag queens. And mm. I am so excited. Yeah. Because there be are good. so many different performers, so many amazing performers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that I am not overly familiar with mm-hmm. as well, which I'm really excited about yep. seeing is just like a new... It's a people, new wave. A new group of people. new wave of performers coming yep. through Brisbane. You've got so many brand new um, queens, people that have hardly um, performed in Brisbane. That's awesome. And you've got some more experienced queens in there. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be very, very camp. And mm. I'm so excited to see what these people do. Yeah. So when is that? What? Where is it? What date? It's uh, we'll, we'll put it on our socials. Of weeks. Yeah. Cool. I don't know the date. Yeah. I should know because I am going right. to be at Meet the Queens. Uh-huh. Um, but have a look on Facebook. Yeah. The Sportsman's yeah. Hotel, Meet the Queens. Come Support along. It. You'll see me there. Oh. Buy me a drink <laughs> or not. <laughs> it's up to you. So this is something we're going to ask all of our guests. Mm. Um, and it's yeah going to be kind of our traditional question. Please ask um, me. Okay. You're okay. the first one to answer it. So it better be good. What makes you most proud to be queer? What makes me uh, most proud to be queer is being surrounded by so many um, open, accepting people that have literally brought me in in any way, shape or form. Um, That makes me very, very proud because it has allowed me to show people that aren't queer um, how much love and acceptance there is, um, you know, in the world, in our community, and that um, no matter who you are, you can be whoever you want to be you can shine as bright as you want you can be you exactly yeah yeah 100 percent be you um and there will always be a space for you um the queer community is so diverse and there are so many different um areas of the queer community that people fit into um and it's important for all of us to know that if you haven't found your people yet, you will. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there yeah. for you that will love you and accept you no matter what. If there's a little voice deep down there <laughs> in you where you want to scream, whatever you want to scream, please do it. Yeah. Because you never know who you're going to influence. You never know who you're going to make smile. You never know. Um, you never know how much you will make other people's lives um brighter and better so be queer be you because yeah it's amazing yeah i agree i agree completely i think the queer community is such a space for unconditional love that a lot of queer people don't get elsewhere because they are queer and when you step into a queer space and you receive that for the first Mm -hmm. time it is truly like no other feeling just getting that like pure acceptance Mm -hmm. is just amazing Exactly. And I would like to say as well, because I have been somebody that's even been in queer spaces and not felt accepted, Mm -hmm. do not give up hope on finding your people because you will find them. They will be there, right? It doesn't matter if it takes weeks, months, years. 
keep hope in your heart because your people will be there and you will know when they're there. Yep. Trust and believe. Yeah. Yeah. Because you will shine. Yeah. I agree with that. Oh, oh what a nice it. way to end the episode. Shine, shine, shine. <laughs> Inspirational queen. Oh, Thank you so much for coming yes. on. Thank you so As much. Our first guest. Um, amazing. Where can we find you? Instagram. Yeah, plug yourself. Plug anything yes, you've got going on. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. It is Coco Ray underscore. Um, on that profile, I will supply you with many selfies. Gorgeous. Um, lots of silly content. Some serious content, which never happens. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's all the vibes. stuff and things. And you've just got to do one thing if you want me to follow you back, and that is send nudes i love it <laughs> i love it so much um actually can i just add in a little bit more to that yeah um if you're gonna send nudes just make sure it's either like um maybe mac or l'oreal um maybe kimchi beauty trixie cosmetics they do most of the nudes i like um yeah so just keep that in mind okay <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, that's oh so thank you so much for coming on the pod. So happy. Thank you for having me. It was so good to hear. It was so good. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a very eye-opening experience. Yeah. Thank you. Loved it. Thank you so much. Um, let's do a little clink with our glasses. <gasps> clink. Okay. 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 Thank you for the mimosas. Oh.